0: This is the March to the Arch podcast, your place for Missouri Valley Conference news, talk, and takes. Welcome to episode 25 of the March to the Arch podcast in this 2019-2020 Missouri Valley Conference basketball season. On today's episode, we're going to recap games 10 and 11, and also, we're going to get into the banter. So... How are we doing today, Baker?
1: We're doing all right. We're doing all right. Did you uh, did you happen to
0: watch the Super Bowl? I did watch the Super Bowl, Baker. Um, I know you hate on me for not watching any other sports. I don't hate on you. I just don't want to, I don't
1: want to like, because I, obviously I watch a lot of football, so I don't want to come in here and... Start
0: talking more granular about football, and I really right. don't care. Yeah, yeah especially because so. I focus on FCS um, football when I do watch it, What's and that saying? doesn't always translate Teach. well to the NFL. True, um, but you but it's the Super Bowl. Everybody watches. Ex- the Super Bowl. I'm, yes, I'm messing with you. Um, um, I'm excited that the Chiefs won. Um, I now that the Rams are not in St. Louis. I'm not saying I default to the Chiefs, but I'm just happy that you know um, the state of Missouri has uh, two um, pro sports championships. Uh, with the Blues And the Chiefs
1: uh, I'm not with you On the Blues Because um, I hate the Blues But As um, an av- Avalanche fan As an Avalanche fan Yes um, The So yeah the, That was a great So it was a really good game Really competitive game Much better than year's game um, I had the 49ers winning mm. In this game So I was disappointed But mm-hmm. Um, I, it was one of those weird games. Where, like I didn't really care who won, yeah. like, and I kind of happy the Chiefs won because Andy Reid and the whole thing.
0: Yep. Um, but at least we got a really good game. So. Yep. I had garbage squares so it wasn't even like fun for me just because my squares were so terrible um, in my pools.
1: My my wife brought them home and she was wondering if the, she 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 gives, goes in it with uh, her friends at work and she's like, oh, are these good? And every single one had an eight in them. So I was just <laughs> like, well, it's, it's not great. But uh, I do want to say one thing, shout out to Mitch Holtus, uh, oh, yes. one of the voices of the Valley and the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Super happy for him uh, getting to call a Super Bowl and call a victory for the Chiefs. Yeah. So, look like he was
0: having a great time. Yeah. Not that we know him, but hey, there's a good va- Valley tie there. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. Any,
1: anytime we can tie
0: the Valley in. But uh, yeah, let's talk some hoops. Let's jump into it. <laughs> All right, before we jump into games 10 and 11 that happened starting on February 1st, let's look at the weekly awards. Hey Baker, um, we're both gonna be happy with the weekly awards that happened. So starting off with the uh, Player of the Week, Eric McGill from Southern Illinois. Um, he Eric averaged 23 points 5.5 uh, rebounds, 2 assists uh, for SIU as they went 2-0. and uh, they, they beat Loyola at home and then went on the road to Drake. Um, McGill just tore it up uh, last week, um, hit 27 against Loyola, Herculean effort there uh, to uh, beat the Ramblers. Um, and then your boy Keith Fisher was uh, Newcomer of the Week for Illinois State. Keith Fisher averaged uh, 17.5 points and 8 rebounds over the two games. There. So um good to see uh Redbirds in the uh in the uh, weekly awards there, Bakes. Anything yeah. there? Keith had a couple of really good games. All right, uh that's all we got from Baker. So let's just let's go ahead and jump into uh the games on February first, which was Saturday. So first uh let's recap northern Iowa at Evansville. So the Panthers went on the road and took down the Purple Aces eighty to sixty-eight. Really for me here, um, Austin Five had a great game. He had 16, he was six of six uh, from the floor shooting. Um, and then the Panthers at the team were 50% from the floor. Um, for the Aces, unfortunately they had a season low of 16 points in the first half, so really Northern Iowa got out, controlled the tempo, and pretty much controlled the game. Uh, Riley, Cunliffe, and uh, Kuhlman uh, also had, uh, all of them had 14 points each.
1: Yeah, it was uh, for Evansville it was tough getting going early on. Um, UNI's defense was the story of the first half, and um, they were up by fourteen. They never relinquished the lead. Uh, Evansville kind of tried to come back at different times, got it within seven, but um, UNI is the best team in the league, and just was too much. Um, if you, uh, I did see something on Twitter that if you bet on Evansville, you had a horrible beat based on the fouling at the end of the game. Mm. So shout out to our uh, friends w- in that entertainment world. But, uh, you know, A.J. Green, um, he was only uh, 5 for 15. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about it in the next game. But not as efficient as you'd like mm-hmm. to see out of the best player in the, on the team. But, um, like you said, Fife was awesome. So
0: Yeah, so to start the second half, Evansville buried three threes in a row. And just, Evansville's one of those, they live and die by the three. Unfortunately, they died because they were 25%, 5 of 20 from uh, three. So they got, they got some threes up. But they keep fighting. Yeah, they do. I mean... We'll get into it just with the SIU game later on, but Evansville's, I mean, unlike other teams we're going to talk about, they're not 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 going away. They're not quitting. Yep. All right, moving on to Springfield, Missouri, where the Sycamores went to Missouri State and got a road win. Um, The Sycamores beat the Bears 78 to 68. Um, So Sycamores also kind of controlled the tempo here. Um, They went to the locker room at halftime with an eight point lead. Uh, Tyreek Key had 27, Barnes had 15. Um, on the other side, the Bears had Bears Gage Prim had 23. Um anything there Baker?
1: Yeah, it's a, it was one of those kind of classic Missouri State games where um as they always do, they go on a big run, but at the end of the at the end of the day, Key was just too much and um it, once they once they they let Missouri State get back into the game and then but then once they got the lead back it was over. Mm-hmm. Um, this was one of the two big surprises for me on Saturday. I was uh, pretty shocked. Indiana State went there. Um, I think that this was the game that actually uh, I start. I'm now starting to lean that Indiana State's good. And then last night, obviously, we'll get into that next. But yep. that's really cemented that Indiana State's pretty good. You're yep. right. Thank um, you. But no, hats off for uh, hats off for Tyree Key. Um, seven for ten shooting. That's uh, Barnes had 15. This was just a, a really good, uh, just a really good win for them. Cooper Nice off the bench, 13 points. Uh, first time in double figures in six games for him. So uh, you like to see that. Gage Prim was good as always. Um, I know we talk about Gage Prim. Both like him. Uh, he had 23 and seven. But uh, yeah, it's one. It's it's kind of the tale of two teams for me. Is one team is exceeding expectations for me at least and one team is consistently just not living
0: up to them. Yep, and I don't want to bury bear the Bears just because that feels like the season-long theme here, but we keep saying it. Uh, but I was scouring some of the news articles and picking up quotes, and I think this is a really um, scary quote from uh, Dana Ford. We said, the only thing I don't like is that I don't have a, a roster full of guys where playing for Missouri State means nothing to, to them, and that's my fault. Um, you kind of know it's bad, and then also in, later on in that article, um, the the um, I don't know if it's Rider or who, but he said, "At least we have Bobby Petrino to keep us distracted." <laughs> <laughs> um, so things are not good in Springfield. No, they're
1: not. And uh, and as Dana Ford, ISU guy, so I'm I'm secretively rooting oh, for yeah. Missouri State. But I mean, you got to call a spade a spade. They're just not playing well.
0: Yep. All right, let's move on to uh, Des Moines, probably one of the more... Um,
1: my second shocker of the
0: day. Yeah, the shocker of the day. Uh, SIU, my Salukis, uh, went to Des Moines and broke Drake's um, longest home winning streak in the Valley. So they, they won 79-72. 15-game winning streaks gone. I mean, crazy. Love it. I know you do. (laughs) Um, Really, but also, this game um, was in control by the Slookies for the first 30 minutes of the game. Um, They were up by 21 in the second half, uh, but, uh, yeah, only won by 7, so a little bit scary that we didn't you know just absolutely bury them and, and really it was a game late uh for the salukis damask had 27 mcgill had 19 benson had 16. Um, the biggest thing for me is uh, benson held robin liam robbins to eight points oh no that's, doubt that's benson got the better of liam yep. robbins in this game
1: that's there's no doubt about that
0: um and if you as for the Bulldogs, you know, it was kind of story of the bench uh, with starts with 18, and Noah Thomas came off the bench with uh, 13. So another thing for the Bulldogs, you know, the bench outscored the starters 39-33. Um,
1: yeah, th- this was, for me, and I know we talked about it a little bit, um, the first half was just killed Drake. They shot terrible from three, and SIU shot really well from three, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, if Drake is not hitting their threes, and we've we talked about this a oh, while yeah. ago, like Drake is primarily a three-point shooting team. They're not hitting their threes. They're losing the game. And so, it doesn't help that... that, that it, it, SIU shot 8 for 12, which they're not going to do every night. But, I, I mean, Southern Illinois still played good, pretty good defense. Um, it was just, honestly, I know, I know you're high on your dogs. To, to me, I saw this game a little differently than you. I think I saw more of a Drake could not make a shot for their lives in the first half. And it wasn't like they weren't getting good shots because they were getting a, real, a lot of good looks, but they just couldn't hit a thing. Um, and SIU just played well, and Don Mask, I mean, huge game. Marcus Domask is awesome, and he is starting to become in that conversation for me, at least. Um, he's
0: borderline first team MVC. I mean, I, we're and we need to start talking about that. We do, and is this a fair statement? Is he distancing himself from the pack for freshman of the year? Yes, um, I
1: I I think for sure. Yeah, I think he's the only. I think he's the the only freshman that I have kind of penciled in mm-hmm. right now for yep. first team. So yeah, I, I would agree with that.
0: Yep, so I mean, I- It's I, a
1: great I, win for, it's a good like you went on the road and beat a really good home team. Yep. That's, that's the story for me. But
0: um, a great win for SIU. Yep, I, I agree. Um, I'm, I'm on cloud nine. I so- do. I am well aware. And we're not even to the, in the next game. So uh, let, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, Bradley uh, going to Loyola and lost. Uh, Ramblers beat them sixty-two fifty-one at home. Uh, Brown Daryl Brown was back in the lineup and had eight points. Awesome um, crowd. Yeah,
1: the atmosphere at Gentile was awesome. At least on from watch on TV. This was um, this was one of those uh, Bradley hung around the entire first half, cut it to one at halftime, and then Loyola's eight-zero run out of the locker room and. Um, I think Bradley got it back to within four midway through the second half, and then Loyola just went on a run and took over. Um, no one was in double figures for Bradley.
0: Um, is Bradley running out of gas? So that's interesting. Um, the one note that I wrote down was Bradley's not gonna win when it's your season low point and rebound totals. Um, yeah. you're not gonna win any games when that's the case. Um, so I can see that. But I thought Br- Brown would give him a little bit more you know shot in the arm there. it's It's
1: interesting. There is a silver lining with this game for Bradley though. Um, they played pretty bad overall mm-hmm. and only lost by 11 on the road in a really tough environment against yep. a good Valley team. Um, they were still in the game the second, well into the second half, so um, at least you can kind of take that away from them. But um, I, I'm gonna be a little more harsh on Bradley in their next game, but mm-hmm. this one I wasn't, I mean, <laughs> it was a disappointing loss for them, but it was, you know, they hung around. I'll I give them that.
0: Yep. Um, and then I'm going to turn it over to you when oh uh, the Redbirds went to Valparaiso and lost to the Crusaders 80-70. to 70.
1: Yeah, the um, story of this game was uh, Illinois State just is not as, they just could, were not going to finish the deal against Valpo on the road. Um, they hung around the first half, uh, Valpo led for most of the half, uh, Birds kept within striking distance. Um, they came out hot in the second half, hit three straight threes, took the lead in the second half. Uh, but then Valpo just came back and outlasted them. Um, ben Cricky off the bench was fantastic for uh, Valpo. He's a freshman out of Canada, out of Edmonton, I believe. Um, this is his, only his fourth double figure game of the season, which um, he only averages uh, six points per game. Uh, he led Valpo 17-8. and eight. Uh, JFL was fine, uh, 12 points only on 4-10. It was really the cricky show for Valpo, which we've never said yet on this podcast, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was just one of those, um, he had the hot hand for Valpo. Um, Illinois State hung around, but just w- didn't have enough for Valpo on this night. And I think that's just kind of the story for the birds. Uh, Fisher had a good game, like you kind of said earlier about the yep. newcomer of the week, he had uh, 19-7. and uh, Horn was four for eight from three, had 16 points. So a couple of good bright lights for ISU, but. Um, Valpo just got it done.
0: You know, you look at the box score for Illinois State, and, you know, I wouldn't always say that that's a losing box score. I mean, you four of your starters had double figures. Um, There wasn't a lot out of your bench, but your bench is not very deep um, in general. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I thought your starters were well-rounded and played pretty decent, Um, just couldn't get it done. Yeah, it's just uh, I think ISU
1: just has a hard time
0: finding that complete effort on the road. Yep. All right, um, that was basically our kind of our super Saturday. All teams were in play there, so uh, let's uh, By go. By the way, do
1: you like the fact that they're, all the games are on one day? Love it. Okay, so I'm the complete opposite. I hate it.
0: Really? For trying
1: to, <laughs> because we do this podcast and we got to try to watch them all <laughs> and actually take notes on everything,
0: I hate it. Yeah, I think it's tough, and maybe behind the curtain for uh, some listeners out there is a lot of times me and Baker will just text each other as long as it's not SIU or ISU. I'll we'll say, "Hey, I'll watch this game; you watch the other right, one," right. just to get some insights. And a lot of times, I'll pick it up um, in between the SIU games. So I'll catch one uh, the last half or just whatever, however it hits, and then um, you know. Either watch the replay. I know you're a big replay guy. Watching the replay of the game. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'll, uh, I'll I'll check out the replay.
1: I usually uh, a lot of times I'll take notes on the games mm-hmm. and then uh, kind of see what people are talking about and then try to catch the highlights and yep. just different parts of the game that were interesting. I'm make.
0: different. Whereas I like to consume mine um, audibly. So which is why we I do a podcast is uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but then also I'll listen to like some of the radio calls. Um, For again, sure. You know during the week. So. All right, well, um, let's, let's go to Wednesday where all teams were uh, playing again last night. Uh, Can so we just
1: rip the Band-Aid off and get it over with?
0: Yes, we will. All right. Um, so, Wednesday, uh, February 5th, um, I'm going to turn it over to Baker for the Illinois State Redbirds who went on the road to Missouri State and lost by 20, 80 to 60.
1: Um, effort's gone. Um, this team played with zero urgency. Um, Reeves, had, Reeves had a decent game. Um, he had a three midway through the first half, cut it to six, but then from that point on, the game was over. Um, Missouri State steamrolled him from there. Um, ISU went into the break, down 16 points. Uh, you'd think, you know, maybe let's fire us up in the locker room, let's come back out and maybe play good. Um, they came out completely flat and Missouri State went on a 19-6 run. Um, tonight was the night that it, to me, and I don't know about you, you might have your, your thought on it. Um, it's starting to feel like this team is easily giving up on games
0: now and that's what it felt like last night that's what i was getting i was gonna ask you has Illinois State given up
1: um i don't know if they've given up on the whole season but like last night it felt like one of those games where um they just kind of let the game happen and they were gonna they kind of had um basically had come around to the fact that they're gonna lose the game and it just kind of ended and it the whole second half was just it was miserable to watch um I actually, I turned it off late in the half. Uh, I usually watch every minute of ISU games, so it was kind of rare for me. But,
0: um, you know, yeah, what, this if, one was uh, tough in the sense that I think leading up this game, uh, both me and you discussed and were tweeting at each other. Very winnable um, game. I thought this was going to be the road game that you won this year. <laughs> and they came um, out, and it just was horrible.
1: But, I mean, you hear a lot of stuff on online. You always hear, I mean, uh, the elephant in the room for ISU fans is, you hear the fire Muller chatter, mm-hmm. and um, it. I can tell you guys right now, it's never going to happen mm-hmm. this year. So, saying it's not going to help. Yeah. Um, and I'm never going to come on a podcast and say guy needs to lose his job, nor will you, right? Um, because that's not what this is about. Um, whatever he's doing, uh, it does need to change. Um, I read something this morning um, that he hasn't forgot how to coach. Um, this is uh, this is the one thing that I've kind of noticed is the last three years, it's kind of been the decline for them. Mm-hmm. And they had the 17 in one year, and then after that they had a disappointing year where they only went eight and ten in the league. Um, they couldn't beat Loyola, who's the best team in the league, and it just kind of felt like they were, they had a lot of talent, but they could never get over the hump. The next year, basically the same roster, nine and nine, and was playing on Thursday. Um, this is year eight. Um, Years six, seven, and eight for a really good coach at a program like ISU should not be like this. Yep. Um, I love Dan Muller, and I want nothing more for him to be the one to turn this around. I want nothing more f- than for him to be the one to take him to a tournament one day. Yep. Um, I just hope that he looks at this year and just changes his approach. Um, the disgruntled fans are out there. They're going to get louder. Um, I, 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 I understand the frustration, and going to the games at Redbird Arena, I hear all these fans yelling and screaming. It's like, I get it, I, and I'm right there with you. Um, it's it's kind of like it's it's hard for me because I he had the team in the last three years since he they lost you know got coaches like Yachlich and then high IQ guys like Paris Lee and Tony Wills um I mean it just seems like the last couple years the decline has just happened but um I'm just gonna say you know I love Illinois State basketball I always will I'm always gonna cheer for him I'm always gonna show up um but there's this is rock bottom
0: yep no, I, I think you summed it up perfectly. Um, the only part I want to add on is, um, you know, just the cosign. We're never going to call for someone's head. Um, never, but never. Uh, no, there actually is no but. Uh, I just think that you have to take in consideration. There's a lot. There's a lot of loud fans. I mean, I think we know, we saw it at the Evansville game um, uh, last week. But the thing I mean, there's a fan with a bag over his head. Let's just call it what it is. It it, it happened. People know it. The thing that people do have to watch, though, this plays into your recruiting, too. No doubt about it. Say there's recruits coming on visits, and this is how fans, and I'm not saying you should not hold someone accountable, but there are ways to do it, and there's ways not that can almost poison your program moving forward. The problem, and,
1: and you brought up a great point there. In the last couple of years, it has been a revolving door where we've been losing two, three, four guys every mm-hmm. year for the last like three years. Yep. We don't have any four-year seniors right now. This is this is what this we need. I think, I think it, what needs to happen is that the program just need we need to all come together and just. Uh, almost like a, you it almost needs a restart yeah. with this. But it's, it's almost like you have to address what's going on. Right. It is. Uh-huh. It, it, I don't think that this is a situation where we can bring in a couple. Of, couple JUCOs or something and we can just kind of turn it around instantly. I don't think that this is the case. I think there's bigger problems, underlying problems. Um, I hope Dan figures it out. um, He's a smart guy, he loves Illinois State, he wants to win at Illinois State. And I, you know what, I trust him, I hope he gets it done. But right now it's just, it's really hard to watch this team.
0: Yep, Um, well said, so let's move on. Um, Let's go to Loyola at Indiana State an absolute throttling happen. Uh, Sycamores beat them 68 to 39. Uh, Baker Loyola scored 16 points in the second half. Yeah, they got busted up bad in this
1: game. This is, um, this is
0: not close. And uh, before we get into the game, uh, I do want to shout out, uh, oh I do a re- referee shout out of the episode. Uh, Jerry Pollard and Tom O'Neill were on the call. Oh the game. yeah. Um,
1: you know, you know, there's always good whistle with old Tommy on and,
0: the floor. Uh, the really unfortunate part about it is the game wasn't close, so Pollard couldn't go to the monitor very much. Oh, and, there see, is nothing better than a Jerry Pollard monitor review. When
1: I when we were at the uh, Evansville ISU game, and I pointed out that Tom O'Neill was on the floor, I I don't think I think that might have been the most excited you were the night because <laughs> then, then you were just like watching him for a little bit, and yeah. it was just like cause he's he, I mean he's one of your guys. You you love referees. Yeah. I, I I get it, man. <laughs>
0: All right, um, so just. Uh, Looking at uh, Loyola, they were just hiding offensively. Kretwig and Williamson, Lucas Williamson combined, each had eight uh, points. Um, Tyreek Key, Laravia, um, 18 and 15 points. Mm-hmm. I mean, just Indiana State took them to the woodshed.
1: The the game was tied at ten fifty one left in the first half, and then from there, it was a 26-6 to 6 run to end the half for Indiana State, and that was the ball game. Yep. Um, they did everything they wanted to do, and Loyola shot the ball awfully, just it was horrible from three. Um no one in double figures for Loyola. Um they shot fifteen percent from three and fifty four percent from the free throw line. Um super balanced from Knight from the trees. Um a little side note, Bobby Knight was actually at Sycamore practice this week. Uh um so maybe he got the team rolling. Um oh Bobby Knight. Do you remember the do you remember the rant that was on I, you could probably find it on YouTube, the rant where he was yelling in the locker room? I, um, still, I, I still remember because I had a high school basketball coach that used to always play it. The one where he's like, oh, I'm sick of losing to Purdue. Yeah. That, that was classic. Uh, when but, you say
0: rant in press conference, <laughs> they get triggered really quick. Oh, boy. Um, oh, boy. Oh, so. uh, I know why. <laughs> uh, but not a ton
1: to say. Just a uh, good defense from the Sycamores and, you know, ice cold shooting for the Ramblers.
0: Yep. All right, let's go to um, SIU going to Evansville, getting another road win. Six straight win for the Salukis, longest winning streak since Mullins' junior year. Before we get into this game, can I say one more thing yeah, about Loyola?
1: Yeah. Um, I want your take on this. Loyola's lost three out of four.
0: Yep. I mean...
1: Where are you on them? Are you kind of starting to kind of get a little nervous? Because I think it is... I think that's that point where um, losing three out of four is a thing. That's,
0: that's not good. They've lost to good teams, but... I think in conjunction with what we alluded to in the Bradley game is Bradley was able to stick around right. at uh, Loyola. So I know. it's not that I'm cooling on him. I just wonder if we're just hitting that lull of the season where they go on autopilot a little bit. And, and maybe Porter
1: needs to ramp him back up. Yeah. Maybe this is the loss that gets him going too. Yes, absolutely. So I just um, want to make that point
0: before we got into SIU. Because... Um, Yeah, I mean, this is obviously a statement loss that um, I would say the locker room was not a good place to be in. um, He'll probably show this video,
1: and then he'll probably throw it away.
0: Yep, absolutely. All right, let's go to um, the uh, Saluki game. So they won in overtime 64-60. Like I said, six straight win, our longest winning streak um, since Mullins' junior year um, in which they went to Sweet 16. Um, So basically, some of this game is SIU kind of controlled the tempo most of the game they either they always kept it six or eight points the entire game always had that lead so comfortable ish um and then down the stretch just made some really bonehead decisions um, terrible by the slukies but my biggest takeaway is they found a way to win and thank you lance jones for your overtime play um he had eight of his 15 points um in overtime, and that's just what it kind of sealed it. Just when I say bonehead moves, um, I think with 29 seconds to go, we were up. So, you were, so you're were, you up four, 29 seconds to go. Up four, thank you. McGill fouled Riley prior to the inbound pass. Yeah, so pass. No, no, no time went off. And not only
1: now. that, he fouled him, he fouled him out. Um, <laughs> side note, shout out to the people at the Ford Center for playing I'll Be Missing You by Puff Daddy that. and Faith Evans yep. as someone fouled out. That is like an awesome Never troll. heard that before. Great troll job by yep. them, I love that. Um, Riley hit two then SIU uh, was out of timeouts super sloppy getting it across Evansville (laughs) um, stole the ball Riley with about 12 seconds left took it to the hoop got a look missed got his own rebound put it in um, I don't remember shot, I don't remember Who shot your Half court shot But it hit the Backboard like,
0: It was um, It was Lance Jones uh, But yeah That I just knew Whenever Riley Went for that layup To basically tie the game And send it to overtime I was like We're in a foul And it's going to be A three point <laughs> <laughs>
1: No it um, was But you know what Give, give him uh, give credit In overtime I thought I'll be honest with you um, When Jawan Newton Hit the three Yep I thought you were done I thought we were done too And Lance Lance Jones to the rescue
0: Yep um, so another thing I want to say is just because I, I stayed on a squeaky tilt. K.J. Riley put Evansville on his back. In yeah, the second he half. was awesome. 22 of his 24 points were in the second half in overtime. Like, ten, that's
1: huge. Ten free throws. And we talked about it from the first day we did this podcast. If K.J. Riley's shooting free throws,
0: that's a good thing for Evansville. Yep. Um, the only concern here, uh, the, the dogs are putting up a lot of minutes um, for their key players. So... I. Uh, Marcus Domask looked a little bit tired down the stretch um, but I think a lot of it is we're shifting to the offense is running through him Um, so I I can see that happening later on but like you said thank goodness for Lance Jones he wasn't super efficient he didn't shoot at a great clip but he still a lot
1: of points for Domask I think I think that's just He's. I think they're just expecting him to shoot the ball more. Mm-hmm. He's shooting more, higher value, but. Um.
0: The, so the last thing, I'll say, Sulu side, I have one more other thing for Evansville. Sure. Um, well, two things. I think one of our, the guys on the SIU message board or chat or whatever um, summed it out perfectly. Dang you, Brian Mullins, for making us feel this way again. And we say this in a very good way. Like my blood pressure was all over the place during this game. Like I was standing up at home watching this game. Like it's we keep saying it's back in Saluki Nation, but like these are the the types of things. My dad called me 15 seconds after the game was over, and was sure. like, "Oh, I don't know if I can go through another one of those." <laughs> um, so it's just the, we keep saying the feelings back around this, how SIU program. There's a lot to be excited for right now, but um, I, I'm pumped. Saluki Nation's pumped. Um, just. I, it just we're getting back into that cycle of get to games, support them all the time, and there's just so much excitement. How good do you think SIU is? Still a great question. I mean, we're alone in second place. Um, so I got a list of things here for
1: you, and we're gonna go through right now. Cause I oh, feel we're like going. It's, a good, it's okay. as good a time as any to do it. Fine. All right. So I've been thinking about this, and we talked a little about this morning. Is, it, is SIU really good, or are they not as good? And there's different things that you can make a case for both. So here's the case for SIU being really, or I'll tell you what, I'll go with the case that they're not so good. Okay. So they've only got three wins on the road, and two of them are against the bottom two teams in the league. Sure. And one of them was against Drake, who shot their absolute worst shooting night of the year at home. Um, and Southern Illinois shot the lights out in the first half. They're 8-3, and three, but their combined record of those is 57-64. and 64. It's below average for the league. Mm-hmm. Um, the lowest they are the lowest scoring team in the league. Yep. Um, if they don't shoot the ball well from three, they do not win. Uh, their three losses in the valley they shot 19, 25, and twenty seven percent from three. Season average is thirty five. Good. Okay. Um, Domask leads the team leads the league in minutes played and minutes per game. Okay. Um, their inside game defensively is not as good as you'd like it to be. Sure. Um, they're the second worst. Total rebounding team in the league. They're also lowest in blocks. Mm-hmm. Their offensive ball movement is also a question. They only have 12 assists a game. It's third worst in the Valley. So that's the case that in my mind I'm thinking to myself, like things like that, and obviously I looked some of that stuff up, but like these are the kind of things I've been thinking of that are holding me back from SIU. But then on the flip side, you did go out and beat you and I. there's It's possible that Barrett Benson is really good. Um, your third in turnovers per game, which to me that's big. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, my next point here is you are the slowest team based on pace of play. You're the slowest pace of play in the Valley. And people might think of that as a bad stat, but I think with the way you guys play, mm-hmm. that is a really good stat for you because it's the recipe for success for Southern Illinois. The average possessions, you're the lowest in the league, which is, I think that's part of the part of the good part about I, SIU. Eric McGill, when in In Aaron Cook's absence has stepped up big time. Mm -hmm. 12 points per game, which is three points higher than last season. So I think Eric McGill has stepped up his game for sure in his absence. Um, Domask is the real deal. Um, We talk about, I I said about him leading minutes per game. I'm concerned about that, Uh, but he's awesome. He shoots 50 percent a game. He scores 15 points per game. That number is only gonna go up. Um, And then my final thing for SIU is your defense is really really good. Yeah. Um, teams average only 60 points against you guys. So I think, that, I think that what I've learned from this is if SIU scores 61, you're going to win nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you, and you're, I know you're slightly ahead of Bradley. You're, you're actually second in total defense, just slightly behind Loyola, which I also wonder, is that part of Mullins? Right. So I think that's your case for and against. Kind of where are you at as a Saluki fan?
0: So as a Sookie fan, I mean anything other than tenth, I'm excited about. Uh, I think one of mine was <laughs> no, sh- but you
1: know what? At this point, you can't tell me your your expectations are this, you. Well, no, my expectations be, have changed.
0: They are totally different. I mean, staying out of Thursday, like two weeks ago, Stay I was like, out Thursday, Thursday's and Thursday, it's a non-answer anymore. Um, I, you're not losing. You're not losing seven in a row. So, um, do I think we could play for a conference championship? Yeah, because our schedule is very um, uh, good leading up to a matchup at UNI. Okay. Um, I think we go to, or we have Missouri State at home. Uh, we go to Valpo, and then we have Bradley at home, and then we go to UNI. So there's a, a decent path there. I'm not saying we're going to win the conference. I'm not saying we should, you know, mm-hmm. we're the leader right now. But something is going right in Carbondale, Baker. I totally so agree. I think that you kind of diminish the whole, oh, Drake didn't shoot good, so that's why, you know, they lost. I think our defense has a little bit to do with that. I think your defense has a lot to do with that, but in that
1: game in particular, Drake got great looks. Sure. That was not a game because your defense is really good. Well, obviously, you're second league defensively, um, but in that game in particular, the reason I brought it up as a point was because Drake did get good looks. They yeah. missed,
0: they bricked a lot of good looks. So, I, and that's fine. I think that's any team though. And then you, the other thing I wanted to pick on is our, our inside defense. You know, said was not very good. Um, I'm just gonna throw it out there, in the second half Cameron Kredhig had like his first field goal 16 minutes into the second half. So I, I, I think it's Mullins, to be honest. I mm-hmm. think he's getting the most out of everyone and I his agree. schemes are good. I and agree. Um, I think we'll see more later on just as people get to see, have more of our tape mm-hmm. and see it. But I mean, do I think we can top, finish in the top four? Yeah, I think we will. I am starting to come around with the fact that I think your coach should be the
1: coach of the year. <laughs> I think he's disinstilled. I think himself. the well, I wouldn't say that because Ben Jacobson's twenty and
0: three. Yeah, well, that's fair.
1: Um, but I think it's definitely worth it was definitely worth talking about because I know I it's it, you read on message where people still I you see it all the time. People are still not sold on SIU. I know. Because you were picked 10th. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to at least bring it to light and I thought this was a good time to do it. it was kind of like the the case against him for um, personally, I think that I mean, we'll talk about once we get to the standings But I think, you're, I think it's a good team And I yep. think Mullins is going to I think you're going to be a better team based on him alone
0: Yep. Alright, that was a long way To get to just talking about SIU at Evansville <laughs> um, But the last thing I want to say about Evansville Is I'm I'm kind of in on Evansville Like one, they're going to win a conference <laughs> game I love how you're in on the I'm team in, in 11, I'm, I I'm in on them um, And I made the comment on Twitter That was like, they're winning on Thursday night I just hope it's not I against would, ISU. <laughs> I would take it to the bank right now. Um, so, and a lot of it is because I'm comparing them to an ISU who feels like they're giving up. Um, I'm not ready to say they're gonna win not- Thursday. Okay, I'm that's are I'm not there yet, I mean, but I love, all in all. I love it. I love it, I love it. Okay. Um, what game do we even go to Northern
1: Iowa versus Valpo. is a business trip for Northern Iowa. They won sixty-three fifty-one. 51 They led pretty much from Jump Street against Valpo to move to 20-3 like we said. Um, Valpo could not get the three ball working. They only really shot couldn't. 13% from, the, from three, 28% for the game. Um, A.J. Green not very efficient, similar to Domask, like we said. Still had 19, um, but he did in 33 minutes. A.J. Green only turned the ball over twice, which that's great. Uh, five, ten, 10, and 13, he was a beast. Um, JFL only four for 12 shooting. Uh, Had 14 points, but uh, against an elite Valley team, that's
0: just not enough. Yep. And at home, um, Valpo kind of kept, they just kept hanging around, and they'd cut it to like 10, and then you and I would hit a shot. So um, Valpo tried to get back in it. They just couldn't get it going. No, Northern Iowa just,
1: just, it was one, like I said, business trip for Northern Iowa.
0: Yep. All right, um, and then the last game of the night, uh, Bradley at Drake. Uh, Drake started their home winning streak again by knocking off the Braves 73 to 60. Um, Liam Robbins was awesome, career high 29. Um, what else you got, Baker?
1: Yeah, this was one Drake really needed. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: this game was
1: not as close as a score might indicate, uh, 13 point win, it wasn't that close. Um, nine and one to start the second half from Drake, and from there they moved the lead to eighteen. It was over. Um, Bradley felt super flat tonight. This was—I've noticed that since Childs went down, Bradley's been doing. They've been being successful in some of these games based on defense and also based on effort. Mm-hmm. Um, did not feel like the effort was there. felt pretty flat. I know Brian Wardle even said at the end of the game oh, that he was yeah. kind of—he was a little bit. Um, I have that
0: quote. Upset was... on
1: the uh, the effort from them but uh, like we said, um, we questioned about whether they're out of gas, I don't know. Um, maybe injuries are taken up, maybe the fact that they've been playing with such a short bench with the injuries, um, it just Drake was never in trouble in this game. Um, and they just handled them. Yeah. It was that, a huge win for Drake.
0: That halftime uh, set with Wardle coming out of the locker room, he said, uh, they're just not playing hard and he, uh, he challenged them so, I mean.
1: And they came out flat. Yep. Um, and uh, to, Obviously, Liam Robbins, uh, hell of a game for him, 29-7. Uh, great game for Drake. This was a game after the loss to SIU that we talked about. This was a
0: humongous game for them to win,
1: to get above 500 in the league. Yep. Um, this was a game they could not afford to lose.
0: But back to your three-point comment, I mean, they were only 4 of 17 from 30.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I I noticed that, too, which was, which was surprising. But, I mean, they also had Liam Robbins just tear it up. Yeah, so.
0: that's true. I just want, I mean, Bradley's bigs just couldn't handle it, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, he uh, they had no answer for him.
0: All right. Um, is that all the games, Baker? That is all Man, the games. two days, ten games. Love it. Love having all the games stacked. <laughs> all right, after recapping games 10 and 11, uh, let's, let's see where we are in the conference standings. So, um, first and second place, Lowell, um, are alone. So in first place, we've got you and I nine and two in conference, twenty and three overall. Um, no surprise there. Second place, probably the biggest surprise. Uh, Southern Illinois Salukis are eight and three in conference play, fourteen and ten overall. Then we have a, a tie for um, third with Indiana State and Loyola, both seven and four. And then Drake and Bradley are at six and five. Valpo and Missouri State five and six. Illinois State two and nine, and Evansville, zero and eleven. Yeah, this is interesting, just because I mean, obviously, no one
1: picked Southern Illinois. This is the same thing that happened last year with Drake, though. Mm-hmm. Nobody picked them, and exactly. they were right there too. Yep. Um. So, uh, we, maybe we should have known, but um,
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's first it's, year coaches, right? That's what it is. is. maybe it is, maybe it is. <laughs> it's it,
1: it's it, that coach of the year. Like I think, I know you're. I think you. Kirk, you think this is Mullins without a doubt. I do, yeah. I, I think because of how good Northern Iowa's been, Ben Jacobson will have a case for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, that's going to be an interesting race for sure. Um, like, looking at how the, or how things are lined up right now, um, if Arch Madness started today, mm-hmm. SIU and Northern Iowa are two buys. <laughs> um, SIU is either going to play Valpo or Evansville. Yep. And Northern Iowa would either have to play Missouri State or Illinois State, which... Um, I don't think they'd be worried about that. Although, hey, Illinois State beat, beat Northern Iowa. They got, they got their number. But the the interesting thing that I was thinking was, if you look at the 3-6 and the 4-5 matchup, um, good luck picking Indiana State versus Bradley and Loyal and Drake, especially if everybody's healthy at that oh time. Oh, my gosh. Um, th- that's going to be a bloodbath. That's, I know. Like, who... Like, these... I, the 3-6 and the 4-5 matchups at Arch Madness this year could be very interesting. But... Um, my question for you is, and I know you're not as high on Drake as I am, mm-hmm. um, so that might influence you a little bit. Who are you more concerned with falling to Thursday, because they're only game out of Thursday, Drake or Bradley? Falling to Thursday. It's falling to Thursday because they're both they're both a game out of Thursday, and
0: I think Bradley. If I had to pick, if you're telling me one of those two is going to Thursday, I would pick Bradley. Um, just with the way they're kind of. Rending. Right. Um, That's an. Isn't it an interesting thought, though? Think dot. about
1: it. Because, like, you, Drake and Bradley are definitely not out of the woods, and they've got a lot of really tough games coming up. And Valpo and Missouri State are not, I mean, Missouri State's been disappointing, but you know how much talent they Yeah. Are. Valpo, JFL can go off any night.
0: Which team of the Thursday night teams of Valpo, Missouri State, Illinois State, or Evansville can come out of Thursday? <laughs> that can come out of okay, Thursday. Okay, Valpo and Missouri State. <laughs>
1: I was gonna say I was like, where are we going with this? Um, I think it's Valpo. Yeah. And I and I'm surprised I'm saying that, but um, Valpo it just plays hard. Yeah. Um, I don't think Valpo's like they proved it the other night against Northern Iowa. They're not. I don't think they're as good as the tippy top teams in the valley. Mm-hmm. Um, but any team like Indiana State, Loyola, Drake, Bradley, the 3-6, I don't think they. I think they can beat any of them.
0: I wanna get a, um, something that I, I mentioned the last couple days just talking with you is, um, can a Thursday 19 be a one or a two seed? Can they beat a one or a two? Will they? Will they? Whew. Depends
1: on the, it depends on who the seven seed is. Because mm-hmm. I don't think that, And this is not anything to do with Southern Illinois. I don't think Northern Iowa is gonna lose. No, I don't either. In round one. Um, I mean, you could make it Like, if Southern or Indiana State or Loyal, whoever that two seed is, though, um, you're telling me that maybe Valpo or Missouri State is going to play them in that 2-7 yep. matchup? Um, that's scary. Yeah. I know a lot of people last year, um, when Illinois State was a 7, were worried about what the amount of talent that they had. Um, obviously, Drake took care of business in that game, but it kind of feels a lot like that, where yeah. one of the, whoever the two seed is is going to be going in against a... A team that's played the night before that maybe has their rhythm and Scott tri- or yeah Enterprise uh, Enterprise. Um, that's an interesting thought, though. I think was it only happened one time? I think that a I seven to it was it, a
0: two seed. I think seven lost. beat a two. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think that I think it definitely can happen. I
0: think there's enough parity, and I think that um, I'm still I don't know why I keep banging the drum for Evansville, but I still think Evansville has the pieces that could put it together. Um, DeAndre Williams know, just, coming yeah. back would be. Uh,
1: what would be just... And I know we're just... Now we're throwing out random theories, but DeAndre Williams comes back late in the season. Mm-hmm. Evansville's the 10th seed. And they say they win their first game and they're lined up against Southern Illinois in that 2 I'm not feeling good Baker.
0: You're scared to die. I'm not feeling good about You're it. You're scared to die. Um, um But let's just finish it off with... Uh, I am so excited for that Friday um, at Arch It's just with oh, even the thought of this Cannot coming. wait. And cannot and... wait.
1: I, I'm just looking... I, I mean, I'm obviously looking forward to Thursday because my, my boys will be playing. But um, um, it, I can't wait just for Arch Madness. Just just looking at all these teams playing each other. Thirty years, baby. It is thirty years. But you know what's interesting is like you look at all ten teams. Like like I, you're not going to pick Evans or from as of right now, you're probably not going to pick or Illinois State to win against A any one of the two, tip-top yeah. teams. But would you be stunned if either one of them or both came out of Thursday? No, no way. Not at all. No way. So. Um, It is just gonna be such a fun tournament, and uh, if you have not bought your ticket
0: already, I highly recommend it. Yeah, go out there. Um, Go through your school, go through Ticketmaster. There's a ton of good deals out there. Um, The cool giveaways. Anything else we need to show for the Valley, on? Huh? <laughs> well, they do have a, uh, what's the MVP challenge or MVP something? MVP challenge now. Go vote on Twitter. I know. Um, I saw
1: Rico Hill lost. I was just like. I
0: Maya, baby. Oh, man. And
1: just, wait. Are, are you, kidding me? I just, Illinois State fans are just, <laughs> just taking, L, <laughs> taking L's left <letter> in <laughs> It's just been tough. It's been tough. But, no, um, I, I recommend everybody out there. If you are listening to this podcast and you have not been to Arch Madness, um, find a way to get there. Yep. It's, it's definitely worth your time. And even if your teams, even if you're a Redbird fan or Aces fan, just go. It is such a fun time. A lot, Everybody's friendly. It's, it is a fantastic time.
0: Hey, and you know what? I don't know if this is an incentive, but you might meet one of us. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> On today's Deep in the Valley, we're going to talk about the SIU Salukis. Southern Illinois University joined the Missouri Valley Conference in 1974. As an MVC member, they've won the regular season basketball championships eight times, with four of them in a row from 2002 to 2005. They've won Arch Madness four times and the only team to three-peat in 1993, 94, and 95 under Coach Rich Heron. Of the Salukis' 10 NCAA March Madness appearances, they've made the Sweet 16 three times, first in 1977 under coach Paul Lambert, in 2002 under coach Bruce Weber, and in 2007 under Saluki great Chris Lowry and led by point guard and current head coach of the Salukis, Brian Mullins. This has been Deep in the Valley. All right, Baker, let's do our quick picks of games 12 and 13 that are happening um, Saturday, Sunday, and then uh, Wednesday. So thankfully for your sake, uh, not everyone is playing on Saturday. Yes, the Valley (laughs) got it right. (laughs) We've got three games starting off. Drake is heading to Northern Iowa, battle for Iowa. It could be the Bulldogs. Wow. Yep. I'm taking the Panthers. Indiana State at Illinois State. Indiana State I'm taking Indiana State Kidding me? Missouri State I'll see you there though Yeah (laughs) Missouri (laughs) State at Southern I'm going to pick
1: Southern Illinois Yep Um, Is this the first time you're playing Missouri State this year? Uh, Yeah
0: (sighs) That irritates me Uh, We've got them now and then last game Is that This is game 12 Game 12 and And it's the first time you see this Yep First time we saw Evansville's Was it? Yeah (sighs) All right I keep telling you about how advantageous our schedule is. No,
1: there. I'm not. It's not about the advantageous schedule. It's more about the fact that you've already played. Well, you've played eleven games and you haven't seen one of the teams in your league.
0: Right. No, I'm like, come on, um, Evansville. So moving on to Sunday the ninth, um, your after church special um, at one p.m. Evansville going to Bradley. I'm going to Evansville. I'm taking them. All right. They're going to get one sometime. I if I pick Drake, I can't pick Evansville too. So give me Bradley. Um, and then at three o'clock, Valpo heading to Loyola. I think Loyola gets it right. Yep, me too. Um, if they, if somehow Valpo goes to Loyola, I'm going to hit the panic button. For okay. Loyola. Yeah, I would say the button is out of the closet. Yep. Um, yep.
1: Yep. I think the panic okay. buttons, it's it's ready to go because they've already lost three out of four. If they lose four out of five, that is not good.
0: Yep. Um, and then looking at Wednesday, sorry Baker, everybody's playing. Um, we have Loyola at Evansville. Loyola at Evansville. Ah, see, this is if if
1: they've lost four out of five and they're going to Evansville, I give me Loyola just because I I can't imagine them be the ones to lose at at Evansville.
0: I'm taking Evansville. Okay, Rex. What from, these Rex, Rex is gonna love me right now. <laughs> I, five, know, I know. I know. Um, I know. get one of these. Uh, all right, Indiana State at Bradley. Give me Bradley. I will take the Sycamores. I think they're trending. I think they're trending high. Drake at Missouri State. I think the uh, real quick on the Bradley
1: thing. I think that that was the wake up call effort wise the other night, and I think that this will be those next two games will be their kind of get right. Yep. Um, what was the game you said? Sorry, Drake at Missouri State. Um,
0: give me Drake. I'll take Drake too. Um, Illinois State at Northern Iowa. Illinois State, don't no, forget yeah, Northern Iowa. <laughs> Uh, Yes Um, And then SIU at Valpo So
1: this is the game That if Southern Illinois wins Then I'm sold Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to pick Valpo Because I don't think they'll win this game But um, if if Southern Illinois wins this game I don't care what they do up until that Northern Iowa game uh, Southern Illinois is a real threat
0: Yep I'll go with you on Valpo, even though it goes against everything I believe in. Um, yeah, I was going to say. A lot of this is because I think we're playing, I, I keep hammering the amount of minutes Damascus playing. Um, it's going to hit you at some point, and it's a road game. And we're playing Sunday, so mm-hmm. one less day to recover, so that there's more Ashen out there.
1: Yep. And maybe you're looking ahead because I think that what you have Bradley right after that at home, mm. so in-state game. Um, I don't know how big a rival Bradley is for you guys, but it's an in-state conference game, so yep. obviously it's something.
0: Yep. All right, Um, that's been our picks uh, for the upcoming week. I hope everybody has a good week. And, Baker, where can people find us? Yeah, you can find us on Twitter at MarcharchPod,
1: at MarcharchBaker. Send us emails to marcharchmailbag at gmail.com. If you've sent me an email in the last little while, I've been pretty poor about getting back to you. So uh, at some point, I will. Um, But other than that, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, you know, it's it's definitely nice to know that there's a lot of you guys out there actually listening to this, and uh, I think that's part of why we do it. So, yep, absolutely. Um, I don't know. Other than that, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully this week's better than last week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, and with that, I will say, go Valley and go dogs. Go Redbirds.
1: Start talking about the valley. Why not?